He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Welcome back. Welcome, 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 welcome. Dreams for your ticket. Are you dreaming about us? I say something like we're dreaming about you, but then I get in trouble about that, so just forget about that. <laughs> Welcome back, round number two. It is Halloween, oh Hallow's Eve, trick or treat night, Devil's Night. What are the other names they use for it? Devil's Night, Trick or Treat Night, Oh Hallow's Eve, Halloween. Give me some other names out there. Uh, anyways, uh, it's I, to me, it's the night of children having fun, but it's going to be a cold night. Right now, 31, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 30 at the Highlands, 30 in Elm Grove, 29 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We will probably see uh, continuing frost for a little bit this morning, otherwise a partly sunny day, a high around 43. Tonight, it will be cold for your trick-or-treating night. We'll be in the Adam said started at 40, around 40, and drop into the 30s by the time you're done trick-or-treating probably. And overnight tonight, we are looking for scattered snow showers. It was flurries before, now it's showers. Adam says probably no accumulation, but I guess you could see a little dusting on the ground. You could see the grass cover with a bit. So we are rapidly moving to, I mean, there's no... <laughs> Hello, summer. It's long gone. It's it's long away from us. How about if we got more snow tonight than we did the entire year last year, Howard? Listen, one big snow of any kind would take much, would we'll, it? We'll, we'll outpace where we were last year. Uh, tonight's low down to around 28. Tomorrow, partly sunny uh, and a high around 42. So, uh, eight ten in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, this is kind of a takeoff of what we were doing from the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Howard and Bray Carey comes to Jim Justice's door tonight. The governor better have a bag of $100,000 bars for him. Okay, all right. You know, what's, what's he giving out? <laughs> I give you a Clark bar. I give you a Mars bar. You get a Hershey bar. Bray, I got a $100,000 bar for you. I don't think Bray would take the candy bars. I think he'd still want the money. I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know, but I think, uh, think he'd be wanting the money. It's 8-11 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Again, if you have something on your mind, feel free to use the Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or you are welcome to use the Frio Stack auction service phone line at 304-232-8255. Today is not just Halloween. It's the day that Rachel's on 16th Street in downtown Wheeling opens up once again. Rachel's on 16th had become a very popular place. It's two doors down from Channel 7. Um... It was Mary's Holiday Inn back in the days I worked at Channel 7, and we lived there. The TV7 people lived there. Um, but uh, Mary's, uh, Mary's was a great place. Rachel's on 16th Street was a tremendously good place as well. Uh, breakfast and lunch. Um, went there a few times. Not a lot, but a few times. They had great breakfast, good sausage, gravy, and biscuits. They had a great roast beef uh, mashed potatoes uh, sandwich. Uh, that was great. And then they closed up because the family opened up Carlito's up in North Wheeling. Uh, and in the old Uncle Pete's building in North Wheeling, and they, they made a go of it. They tried to make a go of it for a year or so. It just didn't work out. As sadly, many restaurants just don't work out. Um, so Carlitos is shut down. They're trying to sell the building. But Rachel's on 16th Street is moving back into their own location. Grand reopening will be today. 
Um, and, um, you know, so stop by if you want to grab some breakfast or lunch today. I don't have the hours in front of me here, but they will reopen today. So if you want to have a, uh, a little breakfast or lunch, Rachel's on 7th officially reopening uh, as of today. So be and, and welcome back. Welcome back. I, I, this is a case where I, I do not want to ever second guess any other business. I think I've said this before, Bob, there is a tendency sometimes of businesses to try to grow too fast. They become successful and then they think they can just, you know, just suddenly become really big. And I've often said, I still think Micah Generations did the best thing over the course of a decade. Little by little by little, he expanded his business. Rachel's was doing great. And then they became Carlitos. Too big a jump too fast. Back to the old base. And I think that's probably a smart move. And again, I hope their food is as good as it was before because it was, it was really good. Speaking of food, by the way, uh, my wife, even before we talked about it, she said, had already gone to Angel's yesterday. Picked me up uh, two, two bowls of chicken rice soup. All right. So, and she said this before I even heard you and Bob talk about it. I knew I was going to go and get the soup. So she got some soup down at the Hall of Fame Cafe. So as soon as I got home yesterday, nice big bowl of chicken rice soup. Ooh, baby. I imagine Angel is going to sell a lot of soup uh, this week. Yes, I, yes. As it gets colder, soup is going to be good. And they have the best soup in town. Many places have good soup. I said that yesterday. It's good. But Angel's is, uh, Angel's is, is the best. Particularly good. Thanks to my lovely wife for having, and that, I just realized now that means I have one bowl left for today. Ooh, baby, can squeeze that in before uh, Halloween time. Eight fourteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Is that Tom or are we some somebody else? That's Tom. Well, we'll take a break, and Tom Scatari is going to join us. Time for uh, national and international news from a national correspondent. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Hello, West Virginia. This is Congressman Alex Mooney. You don't have to have an economics degree to see that current policy is not working. The national debt is $33 trillion, record inflation is hurting our families, and this administration's reckless trillion-dollar spending bills just pour fuel on the fire. Not only that, the IRS has been completely weaponized to monitor every dollar in the bank accounts of ordinary Americans, with some claiming people are being targeted unfairly and maliciously. Americans need to know their leaders are fighting to rein this administration in. That's why I've continued to fight wasteful spending in Congress, including voting for a balanced budget. I'm Congressman Alex Mooney. If you have concerns about wasteful spending, I want to hear them. Call my office at 304-264-8810 or visit my website at mooney.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. 
great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Love this one. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly. To my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. He did the mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster. This is somebody in the crypt kicker or something like that, right? I think his name's Boris, but it, it went away. Oh. Some guy named Boris. Okay. Well, I, I, I think somebody, somebody in the crypt. Anyways. The Monster Mash. It is the Monster Mash. One of the classic monster uh, novelty songs that uh, came out of, uh, I guess, probably the 60s, early 70s. Uh, we're playing uh, Halloween-oriented songs or monster songs or scary songs. I don't know what the actual. It's, uh, if, if you hear the song, you'll feel Halloween-y. I guess that's the basic thing, right? Little chill, little little nervousness. Out. Yeah, exactly. Eight seventeen Watchdog Morning Show on this our Halloween edition of the program. Uh, no, Bob and I did not wear costumes today. Just our same old ugly selves here uh, in the studio. Uh, looking at thirty one degrees at the airport, thirty at the Highlands, thirty at um, in Elm Grove, and twenty nine here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling. It's going to be um, frosty morning, sunny day. Snow showers could come in tonight. Bundle your kids up for. Halloween. National correspondent Tom Scateri is here with us. Tom, are you? Uh, what are you going out as how, as uh, uh, for Halloween tonight? Well, apparently, folks at the Pentagon who think they have a good sense of humor saying this morning that I like your costume, and of course, <laughs> I walked in as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going as Tom Scateri. Okay, I got. I'm it. going as Tom Scateri. I believe the group that uh, I love that song, The Monster Mash. By the way, always a favorite. I think the group was called the Crip Kickers. That's what I thought. Crip yeah, Kickers. the Crip Kickers. And the lead, this is for uh, this is for Bob actually. Uh, the lead singer in that group was Bob Pickett. Boris Pickett. Boris Pickett, you think? Not think Bobby was... Pickett. Okay, okay. I thought it was I Bob have it Pickett. here now, Tom, as Bobby oh, Boris Pickett. Pickett. Okay. Yeah. Bobby so we're, once Bobby. again, we're both right, Tom. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately. No, that picket was a crip kicker. What we need is a picket to be an NFL kicker. <laughs> oh, that's what we need. <laughs> you, know, you know you're in trouble when your quarterback's nickname is Pick. You know, you, that just doesn't right. work, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> well, anyway, guys, happy Halloween. It's, uh, is, it's Halloween a fun, is Halloween a fun time for you? I, I love Halloween. I mean, even even I don't do anything, I, I hand out the candy at our house to – the kids who come by. Yeah. I have always, from the time I was out going around to the time my kids went out around to now, I love Halloween. I, there's just something about it that's a, to me, it's a, it's a holiday of childhood. It's a, that's a great way of putting it. I remember how excited I was when I was a child when Halloween would come, and and now I do get as you you know handing out candy and looking at the costumes and trying to guess some of the costumes because I'm a little bit out of it, you know, yeah. with some of the modern things and all that. Yeah. And and I have a my, my dog now. She's very friendly and not threatening, uh, and so you know she gets a lot of attention, which she loves. So it's a good night all around. Yeah, I, I just enjoy it, and I love handing out the candy, and I love seeing the costumes and talking to the kids, and you know, um, mm-hmm. 
Sometimes, well, yeah. so, sometimes they get scared of me. I think, but that's uh, <laughs> just 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 the just the way it is. Um, things are still scary on Capitol Hill. We have a Speaker of the yeah. House now, but things really haven't calmed down much, have they? No, they haven't. In fact, it's very interesting to me. And again, it's such no surprise to anyone like you or Bob or anyone who's followed politics for a while, even even peripherally. Uh, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. So now you have this new speaker no one really has heard of much, and he's just being very strong already in what he wants to do. And um, that's going to be a problem for Democrats. It's going to be a problem, I think, for the country at some point because he's at odds with the Senate Republicans. Let's, let's make sure people understand it's not just a partisan Dem versus Republican issue here. Uh, you know, he, he's detaching the aid to Israel to a si- single separate bill. That's his proposal, and that'll probably pass the House. And then the Senate, uh, you know, is not happy with that, including Mitch McConnell, who wants more aid to Ukraine as well. You know, we've kind of forgotten about Ukraine, Howard, because of what's happening in Israel. And that, of course, plays right into the Russians' hands. And look, it's wintertime coming now. The offensive Ukrainians launched is basically completed. The Russians have started the offensive. It's really bloody and bogged down. That war has faded from the headlines which is the concern of President Zelensky of Ukraine, that the funding and the support that he needs will cease, in large part because everyone's focused on Israel, or most people are, I should say. The, um, we've got so much attention focused, as you say, on the Israel-Hamas situation, which is getting worse, um, mm-hmm. th- that we've kind of ignored the Ukraine. And looks like what's happening in Congress, at least, is going to be President Biden wants to tie the funding for both of them together. Looks like um, the Congress, at least, wants to definitely split them apart. Israel may get its funding, although maybe not to the extent that the in the way that the president wants. And the Ukrainian funding, I think, is still somewhat up in the air. At least that's the way I read it. Yeah, I think you're reading it correctly. And didn't President Biden also at one point want to have in that bill uh, money for the border as well, and also relief down the road for Gaza? Now today. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken and Secretary of Defense Austin are, are supposed to be on Capitol Hill talking about the president's authorization request. We're talking about the one we just talked about with the money for all those areas in it. Uh, these, these hearings are useful in a way because oftentimes, as members of the House or Senate, they're before the Senate committees, uh, ask questions unrelated to the budget, which is okay because that's really the only shot you get a lot of times with these officials in public. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on that and the reception it gets. It is on the Senate, as I said, and that's, that'll be a little bit warmer reception to the idea of funding both Ukraine and Israel than it would be on the House. Did I read, and I may be, uh, my memory may not be right on this, did I read that there is an effort being made to tie the Israeli funding to, to cutting funds for the IRS? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, Speaker Mark, that's the Speaker's proposal. So in other words, he doesn't want to add to the deficit something people agree with, you know. And so the amount of money he's proposing for Israel, which I'm sadly I don't have it in front of me, Howard, I apologize. Whatever that is, it's going to be offset by cuts in the money that former Speaker McCarthy agreed to with President Biden, that plan to, uh, you know, spending plan and reduction plan. And a lot of it is for the money that was going to go to the IRS to improve collections tighten loopholes and stuff like that. So he's taking money away from the IRS, essentially, which, of course, plays right to the Republican constituency to fund Israel. I have never understood what the 
Funding the IRS simply means providing more money for the government. For people who are concerned about the deficit and the debt, the IRS is the way that yes. you deal with that. They are the collection agency of our country. And I've never understood the argument that we don't want them to do their job. Yeah, you know, I, I, that, that has really been – this is my laughter, not because it's funny, my laughter it's shaking my head, as you just said. Uh, even when President uh, – sorry, when Governor Dukakis ran for president and he had a similar plan to improve uh, efficiency of the IRS, man, the Republicans leaped all over George Bush, the first George Bush, you know, and, and they used that against him, how agents are going to be coming into your house and all that. You know, uh, the loopholes are, are astounding in the in tax system in our country, and that's one of the reasons why we have deficits and spending out of control. I won't go into them. Everyone knows the examples. They're as bad as the so-called, you know, eight, eight, $600 million toilet that the Pentagon had years ago, these kind of abuses that go on. You know, people don't pay taxes. Um, no, I don't like paying taxes. Who, no one likes paying taxes. But the collection of taxes from loopholes, and that's what this would have gone after, a staff up for that, would have really made a big difference. But, you know, that, that doesn't sell anywhere. It's easy to malign that approach. And, of course, everything's so, so partisan these days that no Republican is ever going to. You know, I just heard the ad for uh, your, one of your congressmen before I came on talking about how Biden wants to send agents into your house. You know, so that's, that's just not correct. And we know that. But he, that's an ad that people are going to hear and believe. Yeah, well, it's the, the proverbial jackbooted thugs are coming to get you. When in point of fact, uh, and we're a little off field of the daily news here, That's but okay. in, in, in point of fact, increased funding for the IRS would be to target the wealthy that is getting away with things. And let's, fa right. let's, let's pray, face it, Donald Trump even admitted it. I mean, he said, oh, well, of course, I, I find all kinds of ways to not pay my taxes. Well, maybe somebody ought to be taking it. Well, they are now, of course, but maybe somebody. Well, but, but the, you know, we don't defend Trump. I know you don't defend Trump much, and I don't use really either. But to his credit, he was using the law that existed. He had smart attorneys, and, yep. and that's the point he was making. So the fact that he didn't pay taxes was not illegal. He was just exploiting the system for his use, as do many others. You know, I remember the whole idea of this, these sort of scaremongering tactics. Every time of, when Obama was running for president, both times. People said he's going to, they're going to come in and take your guns away. I don't think there's one example, no. one news story Zero. ever I saw of Zero. a gun being taken away during Obama's eight years as president. So, you know, these are great political lines that really just are not true. <laughs> uh, so it, it, that's – but anyways, that, they're tying uh, – I don't know if it would end up that way, but Mike Johnson wants to tie – the Israeli aid to cutting funding for the IRS, which yeah. I think the president proposes as emergency funding, which means currently we're not going to pay for it. We'll deal with it down, down the road. Right. It uh, adds to the deficit. It uh, kicks it down the road. Tom, I, what are, what's happening to Americans, uh, American citizens who are in Israel? Uh, they're okay. The American citizens in Israel, uh, in fact, uh, all the Americans in Israel who wanted to get out on charter flights, sponsored by the State Department, seem to be out or don't those who say don't want to come out so today actually probably right about now howard israel time the last flights are leaving israel for americans because of a lack of demand and so you know americans have gotten out of israel now it's completely different for the 600 or so u.s citizens in gaza, in gaza. they can't leave at all you know like nobody else in gaza can get out so I'm, that's a different situation i don't want listeners to confuse what we just said we we're talking about those in Israel, you know, proper, who were who had, had charter flights, and and um, Gaza is 
I don't know, they're under major attack. I mean, whether you're civilians or yeah. not, it, it is a very bad place to be right now. You know, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, uh, he spoke again, said there'd be no ceasefire. It looks the Israeli assault, it's, seen, it's hard to get real accurate news out there because, you know, obviously I'm not there. And even if you're there, it's tough. But it looks like they've the second night in a row, Israel's army has pushed into Gaza uh, on the ground and, and staying there. They're not going in and out like they were last week. Um, and he, Netanyahu, has told civilians, you know, get out now, get out now, so you'll be safe. Well, <laughs> there's no place for them to go, okay? I mean, it's it, being bombed and shelled by Israelis in preparation for their attack. <clears throat> you can't, you know, get out safely. That's a very small strip of land, and they could go south, but even south is being attacked, apparently, from reports. So, you know, it's, it's easy to say get out for your safety, but there's no place to go. Yeah, and and it's uh, I mean for, for better or ill, civilians are really well, literally I guess I was going to say figuratively, but literally caught in the crossfire right now. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting, and I'm using this word generously, okay? Uh, uh, Walkthrough uh, uh, that the Pentagon does yesterday. Uh, uh, Sabrina Singh, she's the deputy spokesperson at the Pentagon. <coughs> so sorry, she said. How the United States is not putting any limits on how Israel uses the weapons. And they've dodged answering the question. They always say, we expect Israel to abide by the laws of war, et cetera. They never say which ones they expect Israel to abide by. And the reality, Howard, is if Israel doesn't, uh, the United States is not going to cut off the weapon supply. So it's very, you know, superficial to, to say this, you know. Uh, we engage with the IDF, that's the Israeli Democ- you know, Defense Forces, I'm prioritizing civilian life. Well, that's, those are words. And, you know, unfortunately, Hamas puts their control centers and stuff in hospitals and schools. Uh, even though you're not supposed to hit those in a wartime, you, you put the Israelis in a, a bind because that's where the control centers are. I'm not blaming Israel for all this. I'm just, you know, showing how tough it is in war to do these things. The um, let me bring this. I'm going to let you go here quickly because I can tell you're trying to control your coffee. No, I'm good now. I got my I got my breath back. Thanks. <laughs> um, let me bring this back home for a couple of quick things. George Santos is still in trouble. Um, still a trial. <laughs> He's pending. still in Congress. Yeah, but he is still. He, yes, that's my point. He, <laughs> there's still a trial pending. He is still in. He is still uh, in trouble, but he's still in Congress. Although I think they take a vote on that this week. I think so. I think now they're back in session. They're going to vote on that, and I think that if they do do, if they have that vote, they'll vote them out. Either way, uh, that's going to be a Democratic seat picked up next year. I'm sure, <laughs> one way or the other, if he's in or he's not in. Uh, that you know, he he won against an incumbent and Democrat, and there's going to be a Democrat that picks that up. Uh, but yeah. Domestic politics. Mike Johnson, uh, the speaker, I think is trying to keep to to hope that he doesn't get voted out, at least not the time being, because he needs every vote he can get. Right, Santos has supported him, so that's a, that's definitely a vote for for him. But that's politics. You know, there's another election. We always talk about elections hour. There's one coming up Saturday here. Well, I'm not in Virginia, but where I am now, it's depending on. But in Virginia, they'll be voting, you know, for the state house and state senate. Uh, the Democrats control the state Senate by a couple seats. The Republicans, the House, by a couple seats. It'll be very interesting to see how it goes. Um, Where's right it leaning? Now, uh, Where's it leaning? Yeah, it's not. It's not leaning either way, depending on the poll you read. Uh, a couple have the in the Senate. The Democrats, you know, generically doing better. 
But, you know, these generic polls, Howard, you know how they're tricky. Yeah, I vote for Democrats or Republicans, but it comes down to individual districts. If Republicans win, that means that they have complete, they have the House and, and the governorship. And that would probably mean that uh, Governor Youngkin of, of Virginia will be able to push through his uh, abortion ban. Yeah, it's always interesting to, uh, to, to, to people say one thing when they're asked a generic question. I'm, and I'm as guilty as the next person. You know, uh, yeah. will you support a Republican? No, I'm going to vote Democrat. But it all, it all, every election comes down to, I've said this for decades, elections come down to choices. You got Joe and you got Bob. Who do you mm-hmm. vote for? You know, it does. It's not now. It is more these days Democrat, Republican than it used to be. But it's still it's just you, it comes down to choices and it comes down to individuals. So, um, well, I, since I, present I, company, present company included, I always vote for Bob, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, before we before you throw me off, Howard, I want to just end on a funny note, if possible. And I urge you as as the dean of, you know, radio in West Virginia and all the influence you have to urge your state legislature to follow what Wisconsin is doing. If a proposed bill passes in Wisconsin, Wisconsin will be the first state to adopt an official cocktail. Oh, really? What, what, the martini or what is it? No, the brandy old-fashioned. Ah, an old-fashioned. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So let's see what West Virginia comes Bob, up what with. Bob, what would our official cocktail You know what it is. It's moonshine. That's <laughs> what it is. Well, you know what, Bob? I, I was thinking about that. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> a moonshine cocktail is our uh, official. Well, we have an official everything else. Why not an official cocktail? That'll do, straighten voters out. Do other states have? I mean, you said Wisconsin is actually voting. No. Do other states have an official cocktail? I've never heard of that before. No. According to, according to I do a radio show in Wisconsin, and the guy's his, my equivalent of Bob up there told me that off air that, that this would be the first time. <laughs> um, I don't drink so much anymore, but uh, I did like old fashioned. I enjoyed old fashioned. So it's, there you it's go, a, man. It's a good one. But I never, now, Bob, are, Bob, are you, are, did you, are you a moonshine guy? I mean, no, I, I, couldn't, I can't drink much. Uh, I mean, I've tried it, but <laughs> no. But long time, long time ago, however, I was still in Pennsylvania working in Westmoreland County. Yeah. There was a, a lawyer there who, who did work for the county, as many did, and he also had clients. And every year, one of his clients was some of the moonshiners from the mountains. And he always managed to get them off on a technicality. You know, the rest was bad or something like that. And so, and they paid him in moonshine. Paid him in moonshine, sure. Yeah. So when I, when I left uh, to come to Washington, D.C., uh, at, at my going away party, he gave me a bottle of moonshine. And I'll tell you something, I still have some left. That's how strong it is. <laughs> If you ever run out of gas, Tom, keep that in your trunk because uh, you'll, you'll be good to go. That's right. Kickstart a lot of things. <laughs> hey, Tom, good talking today. Happy Halloween. Right. Uh, we oh, will yeah. talk Thanks. to you again next week sometime. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate it. Tom Scuderi, our national correspondent. So, Shine, you think, would be the answer? Yeah, I think it would be. I, I can't think of anything else that's a popular drink. I mean, I mean beer, but... Cocktail. I can't think of anything that's really more of a. We got the pepperoni roll over here, Howard, and we get the jug of moonshine over here. I was thinking differently. I was thinking, uh, you know, if you want to have a true West Virginia night out, get some uh, possum pie and uh, and some shine. There you go. That's a that's a true West Virginia night out. I bet. Have you eaten possum? I would never eat possum. I've shot a lot of possum. I've got a few in my traps. Nah, I wouldn't eat raccoon either. No. Back in the day, there was some gentlemen here downtown that that was a delicacy. Really? They grew up on raccoon. Baked coon, yeah. Eww. 
Yeah, that's what I said. Eee. Although, why? Why do we find those animals, you know, well, we'll eat other things. Why well, we... a hog is about as nasty as an animal if you're ever going to find. And, and to ham, you know. Right. And you and I, I eat, talk about I love how much it. we love Give me ham. some sausage. Sausage gravy for Howard. Yeah. But a raccoon is just as filthy. They'll eat anything. Yeah. But, they, but, but we eat almost anything. You gearing up for the big hunt, by the way? The big hunt. Uh, <laughs> Got your bow and arrow ready? No, no, I'm not a bow hunter, Howard. I'm, I'm going to go up there and just see how many, you know, run run around with the arrows sticking out of their ass. I'm going to go up a little bit early and go, run, get run, out. run. They're I, coming to get you. I really think somebody will do that oh, if they so. haven't already done I that. I think so, too. Uh, 837.23. We're talking, of course, about the deer hunt up in Ogilvy. It is a week from... Getting close. Yeah, November 6th. Saturday is the 4th, so... A week from Monday. No, this coming Monday, right? Wow. Oh, I have to take my. I have a, Nancy and I better be careful when we take our regular ride that day. Well, you know? make sure you go up and see him one last time, Howard, because some of them ain't going to be with us any longer. Like I always do when Teddy gets upset, I'll roll the window and go, Hi, dear. Hi, dear. It's Granddad here. They'll be looking at me like, you know, you're a, you're you and your ilk are coming to kill us all. Our 837, 23 till the hour. It is the Watchdog Morning Show. Down in Mon County, they're doing a couple of things with the homeless that I think is interesting. I wish the city of Wheeling would pay a little more attention to that. I want to share what they're doing down there. We've talked about part of it to begin with. And coming up next hour, book bans among the topics we'll talk about. And your calls, your texts, and who knows what else is about to happen. I know right now, Taylor Long is here with Ohio Valley Headlines. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Tater Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 31st. Happy Halloween. Some traffic alerts this morning. A portion of Piney Ridge Road in Ohio County near the intersection with Raven Lane will be closed beginning at 730 this morning through tomorrow. Crews will be working on panel replacement and paving. They advise commuters to follow the detour signs. And out of Belmont County, a high-speed chase with Bridgeport Police in July. A man got 30 months in prison yesterday in Belmont County Court. The jail time that Darren Scott Boros has already done was 56 days, and it will be counted. His driver's license will be taken away for three years. The Belmont County prosecutor, Kevin Flanagan, said he was charged with fleeing from police. Flanagan added that he was also previously charged with a fleeing offense and was recently released from incarceration for a similar offense. And over to Jefferson County, the Short Creek Joint Fire District has an additional levy on the ballot this year. The 2.75 mil levy will make it possible to fully staff both stations 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Currently, they are only able to fully staff one station. SCJFD is home to multiple firefighters, paramedics, and EMTs who do their best to serve their community. And if the levy passes, officials say they will be able to do even more and help get a new ambulance that they desperately need. Election Day is next Tuesday, November 7th. Polls open at 6.30 a.m. and they close at 7 p.m. And today is All Hallows Eve and people are busy buying things yesterday before the time ran out. Some buyers went to other counties in the Mountain State for some costumes they needed last minute for the big day. But as many shoppers say, there were not many choices left in the stores. And for a full list of trick-or-treat times in your neighborhood, you can always head on over to WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. BYU's offense is a struggling group. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics.
Hello and welcome to The Kroger Show. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home, giving you more time to enjoy your tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Mountaineer football team continuing preparations today for Saturday's date against the Cougars of BYU. Of course, the first ever meeting between the two schools as Big 12 conference members. Weather should be dry, according to forecasters on Saturday. That's always a good thing. Let's spend some time today on the numbers matching up West Virginia and BYU as far as Big 12 conference stats go. And right now, West Virginia comes in in the scoring offense category, right in the middle at number seven among the 14 schools, WVU averaging just a whisker under 31 points per game. BYU comes in at number 12 in scoring, the Cougars at just under 25 points per contest. Total defense, West Virginia is in the middle of the pack. TCU is giving up, BYU is giving up just about 391 yards per game. They're two spots below WVU in that category. Total offensive plays, this is interesting, BYU is dead last in total number of plays where West Virginia finds itself in the middle of that category. Total offensive yards, BYU is dead last. They're averaging just 300 total yards per game. West Virginia's averaging over 100 yards more per contest. WV comes in at 401 yards per contest. You add it all up, and West Virginia currently sits fifth best in the Big 12 in touchdowns scored where BYU comes in at number 12. Just some numbers to kind of think about as West Virginia gets ready for BYU. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. The nights get cooler. Trees shed their leaves. It's autumn in the Ohio Valley. Seasons may change, but you can always count on your morning news and information, plus good conversation right here. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. But why do I always feel like I'm in the 
844, 16th of the hour, roaming around 30 degrees everywhere, a cold morning, going to get up to about 43, then back down to the freezing mark again tonight with possibilities from snow showers in the uh, late night or overnight hours. Bundle up the kiddies for, well, bundle up yourself for this morning, but bundle up the kiddies for your uh, uh, for your um, uh, Halloween trick-or-treating tonight. If you just joined us early in the show this morning, uh, right after the top of the uh, 7 o'clock hour, Bob Slider was sharing with us uh, and with you uh, an update on our, our friend Donnie Gilbert. Donnie Gilbert does the, uh, well, cleverly enough, it's the Donnie Gilbert radio show, uh, Thursday afternoons from noon until 3. And you may have noticed Donnie has not been on the last couple of weeks. Bob um, and his gang all did the show this week, for example. Um, Donnie has um, undergone some health problems, but uh, the good news is, Mr. Slider, he is recovering. He really is, and, uh, you know, we didn't really get into specifics. We just said Don was under the weather, and uh, he was recuperating, which was the truth. But uh, talked to Don last night, and uh, I want to share with everybody exactly what happened. A couple weeks ago, Donnie was helping his brother move some furniture. It was a pretty st- strenuous day. He was pretty wore out. He got home, got a shower, and he just wasn't feeling right. And he went to write something down, and he couldn't write. And he called his doctor, and his doctor said, you know, you got to get to the emergency room immediately. And uh, what was going on? Now, Donnie's going to say it was a mild stroke. But to me, if you end up in the ICU, I'm not calling it mild anything. Donnie had A a stroke. And he ended up in the ICU. And the good news is he got out of there pretty quick. But there was still a little bit of a problem with his right arm and his speech. In the last Stroke week, that. Yeah. in the last week, the rehabilitation has done wonders. I talked to Don on the phone last night for 20 minutes, and uh, it sounded the same. Now, the more he talks, well, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. You talked to Donnie on the phone. Yes. Could you understand him? Very, very well. That's why well, I, that's think, unusual. I think they're helping him. That's I'm telling unusual because a lot of times, you can, I mean, before the stroke, you couldn't. So. He's going to come out of there like James Earl Jones. He's going to be doing all the, <laughs> uh, the, yes. the Donnie Gilbert show. But uh, he sounded terrific, and uh, they assure him uh, one, Good. possibly two more weeks, uh, the, the arm, everything will be right now. Donnie told me about 90% movement he has right now in, in his arm. And again, they assured him that if he's patient and he listens to them, and the good news is, Howard, he's doing this all at home now. He, so he doesn't have to go to therapy. They're coming to his house, and Donnie is on the mend, and uh, that is just super-duper news, and uh, they're going to do some things for Don. Yeah, you know, um, Donnie is what we call a gig worker. Donnie makes his money a little bit here, a little bit there, does a radio show, does disc jockey work, does weddings, does those kinds of things, uh, and that's how he makes his money. He's a gig worker, but the gig workers very often don't have – uh, a lot of to fall back on when the crisis occurs and when a crisis occurs you're not doing your work so um, there are a couple of things that you can do to help out our good friend Donnie Gilbert um, number one if you just want to make a cash contribution you can send a cash contribution to uh, the Bear Heritage Federal Credit Union attention Donnie Gilbert senior account make the checks payable to Donnie Gilbert senior uh, that's on Lafayette Avenue in Mounds with the Bear Heritage Federal Credit Union. So you want to uh, uh, just make a cash contribution, you can do that. Um, and tonight, not tonight, um, tomorrow night, is Dine to Donate. By the way, I got it right this time. You didn't even mention a donut. I kept saying Dine to Donate. <laughs> it is Dine to Donate for Donnie uh, tomorrow night at Quaker Steak and Lube. They are a tremendous community asset. I mean, they're a nice, great restaurant, but they also... They do so much for the community, and they offer so many um, 
events like this, like this for Donnie. So tomorrow night, Quaker Steak and Lube, from 4 until 10 p.m., there will be a dine to donate for Donnie, and 20% of all of the food sales will go to uh, the Donnie Gilbert Fund. So if you want to help out Donnie, you can make a direct contribution, uh, as I mentioned, to the Bear Heritage Federal Credit Union, or you can go up and eat and still make a contribution. And the other thing that I noticed, uh, again, I've known Donnie for over 35 years, and he's always really quick to help out. Uh, he jumps right in there. And when the shoe was on the other foot, old Don isn't, uh, you know, really humbling for him, uh, but he surely does appreciate it, Howard. Well, you know, we mentioned earlier, there's irony, I guess, at the very least. It was only six, eight weeks ago that Donnie's brother, Frank, had a terrible incident and was it, we're doing short, we're at, at one point, Probably we weren't sure going to make it. Absolutely. Um, and Donnie rallied the troops and put together a huge event down at St. Jude Park to raise money and other fundraisers around the area as well for his brother, because um, that's the kind of guy he is. So Donnie did all of that and worked hard to put that together. And, and now here we are, uh, you know, a month or so later, and Donnie's the one. Yeah, so let's help Don. Uh, you know, at least we can do is go up to Quaker Steak and thank those folks for jumping in and have a nice dinner and knowing it's going to help Don. You know, if, if for no other reason than for the Lord's sake, you don't want Slider to be here every uh, Thursday. No, no, and I don't want to be either. No, <laughs> so get back here, Don. We want Donnie to get back. Hey, it's 8.50, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuard West Virginia. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. opening to some TV show. You're right on. Tell me what that TV show is. 
Not Chiller Theater. It is not, but I didn't think of that. I, that, I probably should have had that on the list. Um, Our thanks. Hold on, let me. It's not the Twilight Zone. Has has a feel of the Outer Limits, but I know the Outer Limits. Help me with this. What is this? This is the show that kept a young Bob Slatter awake at night. Ooh. Dark Shadows. Oh, Barnabas Collins. Yeah, Barnabas Collins. I had the. I had the Dark Shadows album. I had the album. This is off of it, album. <laughs> I had the Dark Shadows album. Uh, okay. All right. Very good. Hey, listen, we encourage you to um, go to our website. You know, you can listen to us every weekday from 7 to 10, and we hope that you do. We are here, Bob and I, every weekday, 7 to 10. We get up in the morning. We come in and do the show, and we hope that we uh, give your morning a little something extra, you know, a little entertainment, a little information, what have you. Um, but if you can't be with us, don't forget, you can listen to the entire morning show on your schedule. You want to listen to us late at night? You can do that. You want to listen to us while you're driving around in the afternoon? You can do that because the entire program is put up on watchdognetwork.com. So go to watchdognetwork.com and just scroll down a bit. We call them podcasts, but they're entire shows. Uh, I get them up anymore. I get them up right after the show. our show is over. So by usually 10.30 or so, you can catch the entire uh, morning show on your own schedule. So if you want to hear um, Tom Scateri's interview from earlier today, go to watchdognetwork.com. you want to hear Brad McElhinney from yesterday, go to watchdognetwork.com and look up yesterday's show. It's all there, watchdognetwork.com. We encourage you to do that. Also, on watchdognetwork.com, and we, I never push this enough, we, have, we put a poll up every week, and um, I, I know you're going to – we actually work hard on this. We have a meeting every week, and in our meeting we talk about what's the poll going to be, and I never push this enough. Uh, this week the poll is, what should the city of Wheeling do about the homeless problem? Your choices: manage a homeless camp, prevent panhandling, or provide more services to the homeless. Now, I know there are other options. Those are the ones we give you. What should the city of Wheeling do about the homeless problem? Manage a homeless camp, prevent handling, or provide more services. That is at watchdognetwork.com, and you can go and vote on that. If you have some other option, maybe you know, send us a text or whatever. How would you like to have slept in a tent last night, Howard? No. You know, every year around this time, I, I talk about that. I, I don't like to walk from my car to my house. When it gets the, the you know this cold, I can't comprehend. I can't comprehend sleeping outside, sleeping in a tent. I know people think we're going to try and get rid of, but sleeping on a park bench, sleeping on, you know. Oh, they're 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 there, yeah. yeah and um, pretty chilly last night. Setting aside that it's it's an irritant to the, to the general public, it is. I can't imagine it. I mean, I, I can't. I, doesn't it Wheeling Jesuit? No. You, somebody does a deal, do it at Wheeling Jesuit every year, where they invite people to come and bring their box and spend a night out, feel what it's like, see what it's like. I'm not going to do that. Are you going to do that, Howard? No, I'm not going to do that. You want to get a big box and go in there as a buddy plan, Howard? I will work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'd be the ones over there with the uh, the Coleman lantern, the little gas stove, cooking some hot dogs. And I don't think that's exactly the whole. For a little bit. Then Howard's going to say, the hell with this. I'm calling Nancy. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Honey, it's time to come home. Uh, text line is open if you want to use it. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600 is the Frio Stack auction service text line. Did you have a text? I did not. I thought you told me you had a text you wanted to share. <laughs> no. Are you sure that was me? 
I don't have a text. Oh, Lord, maybe I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Easy out. Oh, jeez. Oh, Let me so, check. Let me seriously, check here. Seriously, didn't you say to me I have a text I want to share? No, I didn't say that. Oh. Well, <clears throat> okay then. Well, we might be back for the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> I'll, uh, am I drinking enough? I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I don't know what this is, and I, the way Hoppy says it. Coming up today, Statewide Talk Line 1006, um, Leslie Rubin from WCHS-TV is going to be on with Hoppy. And here's the phrase Hoppy uses, a stunning legal development in the lawsuit challenging conditions of the Southern Regional Jail. I have not seen this story. I don't know what he's talking about. But in the note he sends off to me, it's, he calls it a stunning legal development. So that's first up today at 10.06, right after the top of the hour, and we're done. Uh, catch ABC News, and then Hoppy is in with that. A stunning legal development in the lawsuit over the issues of the regional jail. We talked yesterday about the regional jail uh, story uh, and the lawsuit that is brought against numerous people. And the governor, the governor said, well, there's no sense in them taking testimony from me. I don't know nothing about it. And, of course, I, I have to ask the question, where does the buck stop? You're the, you're the governor of the state. The jails are underneath your, your issue. You even have said, we have a crisis in our jails. Well, you said, we have a crisis in our jails. And then you say, oh, don't it? And literally, I, it would be a teetotal waste of time, you said, because nobody, I, have no, I, have, I don't know nothing about it. Okay. Well, somebody uh, must have if it's stunning news, Howard. Uh, I'm curious what the stunning news will be, but uh, Hoppy will have that coming up today on Statewide Talk Line. Uh, Chris Steyerwald is in uh, to talk about, as he is once a week on. What, Danny Jones? Where's Danny at today? He's Danny usually down there every Danny day. He'll be in. I think Danny's on once a week. Chris is on once a week. You know how that works. And our good friend Bill Elenfeld in today on Hoppy's show to talk about the case of a Martinsburg woman who was convicted and now sentenced for trafficking a child for sex. So that's some of what's coming up today. Statewide talk line, Mr. Kerchival, uh, beginning at 10.06, uh, including the stunning legal development in the lawsuit challenging conditions at the Southern Regional Jail. So I hope I haven't made it sound bigger than what it is. Well, but that's what, stunning is stunning, Howard. That's what Hoppy said. You're sure you didn't tell me you had I a did not. You didn't tell me you had a text to read? Could have been the dark shadows, Howard. Do, 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 do. Nine o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Book banning and uh, book fairs. We'll talk about that coming up next hour and more. FM 98.1 AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville